And I'm Karina. And this is the Becoming Babe AF podcast. A badass comedy and empowerment podcast from two Texas gals focusing on real life sass. Just giving you the tools to feel babe as fuck. As you know, or if you don't, we have been a body positive forward podcast since we started. We love a woman that takes hold of who she is and runs with it. Or if she sees that there is something that she needs to improve upon, not that she's not already dynamically beautiful, but maybe just to make herself feel a little bit better every day. So this is our first interview, and I feel like all of 2020 because it has just been a crazy time, as y'all know. Um, We are interviewing Chrissy Rios of the Boozy Betty's podcast, but we will soon come to find out that she is not just a girl who likes to day drink on a Saturday. I mean, can we get a hallelujah on that? She instantly came in and did a amazing job with the questionnaire that we sent her. Um, And if you've previously done an interview with us, you may hear some new additions. We added a whole gaggle of awesome new questions for the women that we want to highlight and um, really just understand where they're all coming from. So I can't wait for you. Well, we can't wait for you guys to hop into this week's episode. You're going to learn a lot. Um, We definitely did. Um, Chrissy is an amazing powerhouse marketing nerd alert guru, and we are here for it. A Chicago native who basically has a California heart. If you guys know anything about us, we love women who stand in their own and just take charge of their lives and Based on what we learned today, Chrissy is definitely doing that, and so we hope you guys enjoy, and um, make sure you tag us on Facebook or Instagram if you are having trouble getting outside of your rut um, and want to be more body positive because we are here to help you do that. So here's our interview with Chrissy. It is a long one, but you're going to want to stay tuned because there are tons of little gems along the way that you don't want to miss. We love you guys, and see you next week. Here's your face. How are you? <laughs> Wait, can you not see it? Hold on. Not yet. Hold on. I don't know what I did wrong. I, I had the same issue. I had to push start video, you know. Yeah, but usually I, oh, why wouldn't that go? Do you want me to push it? Yeah, because it's, oh, wait, I see it. Never mind. Oh my gosh, that was like real work. <laughs> that was like hard. That's like the hardest thing I've had to do all day today, which is really scary. Don't rub it in. <laughs> huh? Don't rub that in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wish I could say it was a good thing. <laughs> no, it's really not. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Spot. Good. Good. I was putting on my. I put my headset on because my. Um, Air conditioning is like the loudest of all human type. <laughs> and that and I just knocked down like four shelves worth of stuff. So I have had uh, clumsy moments today for sure. 
notes I'm trying to get situated. Sorry. No, you're fine. You will just come to realize that we're like the most unprofessional podcast interviewers basically on the planet, I think. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Now, we don't even interview people because we're that unprofessional. We couldn't. We would just blow it. Whatever. You'll You'll see. Just wait. Just hold your beer. Telling you now. <laughs> oh my god, I'll show you. <laughs> Alright guys, so I sent back, I did get the questionnaire done. Oh good. You, you don't always have to send it back. I don't know. Hold on, let me see. Okay, cool. I didn't know, so I just filled it all out. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. If they need this, let me send this back. That'll be good for like Huh? I'm sorry. What'd you say, Karina? I said, I want a cool headset like her. Right? Oh, it's a gamer headset. I'm a total game girl. That's it's, funny. It is. It's totally, I won't even lie, it's what it is. But it works really great when I'm talking on my phone. Because um, I just use my little iPhone dongle. Yeah. And the sound is impeccable. So, I, yeah, I use it all the time for phone calls. <laughs> That's awesome. Crazy. My, my AirPods pick up too much sound. I don't know about you guys, but like the pods, I hear people always complain they don't hear me. They hear other stuff. Yeah. So with these, I usually get I don't get that same response of feedback. So that's these cool. Get too fuzzy. Let me know. No, you sound great. I know. Sounds great. Awesome. Sounds great. We don't know how to do intros or closures. So, <laughs> yeah, so we've been doing our podcast for over a year, and the biggest joke that we always had was we never, we never start a podcast or end it the same way because we don't know how to start or stop. Yeah, we have so no clue. We have pre-recorded like intros and outros, but like actually, like once we push play, we just kind of dick around for a little bit, and then like we're like, okay, we should probably like start talking about the topic that we want to talk yeah. about right now so um trust me i get it we have the music and that's as far as it goes nice yeah it's yeah, awesome we don't, we don't even have an outro we just have our music in and out and that's it that's hilarious this is a free-for-all no yeah that's totally true um okay so for our listening babes today we have chrissy here with the boozy betty podcast she is one of how many are in y'all's group? Three? Are there three of you? Or just two of you that pod? Yeah, so just just as of recently, there's three. We had okay. two up until about, uh, about two months ago now. Awesome. And you guys know that we love ourselves a alcoholic beverage. We have no shame in our bubble game. So um, we figured we'd bring her on and not talk about booze. There's really only one question. It talks about booze, which is fine. We wanted to dive a little deeper this week. Um, so, Chrissy, if you wouldn't that. mind, um, what? What did you say? No, I said there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah, of course it's not. It's okay. One question uh, is, is, more, is, is perfect. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So, uh, my name is Chrissy Rios. I am a uh, marketing girl who 
was in the gaming industry for just shy of 14 years and it kind of migrated to California and since I live in Chicago it was not I just didn't want to pick up and with the time even though California is a place that owns my heart um, I've been there a kajillion times and every time I go I have a hard time leaving um, but it just wasn't in the cards for me to go at the time so I decided to stay here and then it was a moment of what do I do now and so I started my own business because that's what you do when you <laughs> leave work right yeah. like when you, like, have no other idea, you're like, you know what, I'm going to figure something out and then go forth. Yeah, and that was really it. So I started a nerd-based company because I, you know, I spoke with a friend of mine who has known me for years, and I said, what do I do now? And, you know, we, we kind of went through some pros and cons of what would work and what wouldn't, but in the end, it really came down to do what you love. And if you do it, it, it will come together. And so that was what I did. So I started a company called Quinn Pop, which is spelled K-W-I-N-N, because at the time I was doing um, some work as Harley Quinn for Warner Brothers. So I didn't want to take on the role of, or have my company be named Q-U-I-N-N, because it was kind of duplicitous. And so I was trying to avoid that. So... So then I started that company and then um, about two, just not even two years ago, about a year and a half ago, I, you know, thought, hey, wouldn't it be great to start a podcast because I don't have enough going on. <laughs> and so that was kind of the birth of Boozy Betty's. Um, my, my best friend Hope and I sat down and I, that was literally how it came up was just a, hey, you want to start a podcast? And she was like yeah let's do it um, sounds familiar sounds very familiar <laughs> i think that's how a lot of podcasts start too um and then it was you know what do we talk about we said well let's just talk about our lives and booze they're two things we we have mastered so <laughs> that was it and it really kind of took off from there and it's been surreal like I, the things that we've already experienced and have done i mean we've gone and made beer ourselves like that was bottled to oh, wow. be sold and um we've been part of the process of vodka making and we had a lot of plans this year to go and do bourbon trail tours but the year decided to take away a lot of plans for a lot of people as we all know <laughs> karina we're underutilizing our uh we're underutilizing our talents I know. I know. Yeah, get the booze. The booze thing opens up a lot of talents. Trust me, huh? <laughs> um, on. On. So that was kind on of more than idea. one, like literally and figuratively, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> sorry, I go like in man mode really quick. So that was a dirty joke that nobody got but me, and it's fine. Come here. I'm like, dang. I wish I knew what that meant. I'm, well, you'll have to tell me later. For okay. Sure. <laughs> um, and then most recently, I decided to start um, a lifestyle blog, and this kind of came along with my really coming to terms with body image. It was when it it sort of it evolved into this, um, and it's just about ready to launch. It'll probably be ready in the next 
week or so um, called the Bella Haven. Oh, well, that just happened. <laughs> um, um, called the Bella Haven, and it's essentially going to be a um, like a you know a little bit of um, you know finding that fabulous French press coffee to you know cute overalls for curvy girls to you know makeup that works and contouring i mean it's going to be a bevy of just life but like a safe haven for people who are especially you know a plus size girl because there's not not a ton a ton of sites out there for that so mm-hmm. it was just sort of my way of embracing how far i've come with how you yeah, feel now? Accepting myself. Awesome. Yeah. Um, good intro, girl. We need to work. <laughs> we need to work on. We need to work on our elevator pitch. <clears throat> Karina, I think it's you're okay. up, babe. See, this is I just way over thirty seconds. It's okay, and I'm really sorry. Don't look at me weird. We're on Zoom, and for all of y'all that don't know, but I eat all the time. And I take notes for no reason. I don't know why I take notes, but I always have to take notes. I don't know why when we have them in front of. I don't know. I'm just. I know. I have a pen in my hand because I'm the same exact way. If there's something I have to write down, I'm ready to go. I'm exactly the same way. And I also noticed you had Sour Patch Kids, which I'm a huge fan of. We. uh, That's our candy. We're waiting for them to sponsor us for something. We don't know what. The tropical ones too, and they are. Oh, good. Okay, so you tried them? I was afraid because you only like traditional. And so I was afraid that you weren't going to like them because they were different. The watermelon ones are good, too. I don't like watermelon, but let me tell you, these white I ones do are like pineapple. those. Hmm. So the white ones are pineapple. What I, a, what other, I know, right? <laughs> what other ones are in there? See, I haven't opened my bag. I just ate dinner, so. Passion fruit, Twist pineapple and paradise. Punch. I knew there'd be a they price. would taste good, <laughs> they would taste good inside some rum. Mm. Mm. There we go. I have to tell you, vodka soaked uh sour patch kits are amazing. Mm. We they used to do know, vodka gummy bears in college a lot. Don't give me no so ideas. <laughs> All right, okay. Did you send the questions back? I, I did. So I'm not going to look at them. I don't. Okay. <laughs> you mean her I mean, answers? I can answer them in order, however you guys want to do it. Are, are we going in order, Jess? Or sure. Just... I wrote shit down for you. Look at this. I wrote down every okay. other question. Look at me. Nice. I don't do this shit. But today. I'm impressed. Thank I you. love it. Thank you. Which oh, one do you guys want to go to? I can go to any one. No, she's, she's doing our podcast because this is how I'm so. <laughs> no. no, I'm okay. so. I'm like a. I'm that bullet person. I'm like, check, check, check. All right. Karina, check. go ahead. I think uh, I think the dog just tried to get in the sink. So you can ask the first question. I'll be right back. <laughs> so I had the first question on our list. I don't know if it was on your list, but what has being a babe means here that's like our main question since our podcast is based on that so what is that i absolutely by the way i love the name of your podcast so hard like my it's actually the name that caught my attention and then 
I just fell in love with you guys. Um, to me, a babe is somebody who's a badass. Um, it, uh, it's the emulation of being strong. And it doesn't matter if you're completely glammed up in, you know, uh, high heels <coughs> and, you know, an evening gown, or if you're in ripped jeans and a t-shirt. I think that being babe is, uh, it's a vibe to me. Yes. You know, it's really a vibe more than it is a look or a, there's no hard definition. It's a vibe. Like you can look at somebody and say, she's such a babe. And, yep. and you, it's just off of the whole essence of them. So that to me is kind of yes. the definition of what a babe is. Yes. I love that. Cause that is so true. Like I love, like, I, this is where Jess and I are different. I'm a very, let me get up every day, put my face on, do my hair. She came over today and I work from home. Like I'm working from home. I didn't have any Zoom meetings today, but I have on a dress and like my hair is done and my makeup. She's like, why are you all? But that's me. Like I get up on her days off. She doesn't even brush her hair until 3.30 in the afternoon. Like she, <laughs> I'm saying that cause she probably is not listening, but like she doesn't even brush her hair. I mean, that's I'm right here. I'm right here. And I brushed my hair for you this morning and my teeth. You're welcome. <laughs> you are the one checking your non deodorant today, ma'am. I know. I forgot deodorant today and my outfit stinks. Oh, but you're so a babe, even if you don't brush your hair. Yeah, it's a vibe, you know, the, the, the least put together person or the most put together person, it's more on the vibe to me than it is the look. I agree because what I think is very funny is that a lot of people are trying to achieve the no makeup makeup look. Hi, welcome. <laughs> like I've been doing it since. I was like forever. 15. <laughs> Okay. I do generally try to, it depends. I guess I have some days where I'm, let me do my makeup, let me do my hair. And then there's other days I'm just like, go, go, go. And I don't, it's not my focus, but yeah. um, I do admire like the dress thing. That's pretty dope. I'll give you that one. Yeah. I uh, surprised her today and uh, I showed up in, I have on cutoffs and sandals in a sports bra and a sleeveless t-shirt and she's like hi like cute little miss housewife and i'm like it's 105 outside what are you doing there's nothing wrong with that look i even got earrings on and nobody even saw me today i got earrings on i mean anyway it's fine. But you know what? The thing is, you do it for you, and that's what matters, that's right. right? Absolutely that's true. That's right. That is right. <clears throat> okay, Chrissy, if you could go back to your younger self, what key tips, two of them, would you tell yourself accordingly? Um, I would say the first tip would be learn to say no. Um, I think that, especially women, I think women are taught to be very accommodating all the time and it's such a bunch of bullshit like just be okay to say no I, you know you can't be everybody all the time and if you do 
the person who will suffer will be you. There's yeah, no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about it. So that would be my number one. And I was somebody up until probably about 10 years ago really said yes to everything. And if my younger self had been able to say, hey, you know what? Just say no here and there. You never know where it would have been, but I believe every journey goes the direction it has to go so I don't fill it up with regrets either. Um, I would say the second one is uh, never settle. This is going to sound so bad, but never settle for easy. Um, I'm a big believer in really working for what you want, and I don't believe that anything just... I don't, I think you have to work for what you want. I'm a really big, you know, fight for it all, no matter what it is, work hard for it. And the payoff will be there and the easy will come for the things easy needs to be. Like vacations, when you're on vacation, that should be easy, you know, but working for what your dream is should be work and embrace it because it'll be worth it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, awesome. I love that. We're hustlers too. too. We get sure. it. Not like the JLo hustle, but like the hustle hustle. Like yeah, yard work, garden, mow the yard. Like, <laughs> I, I like that you had to define that, but I knew what you meant. I mean, or it's okay if you're either one. We're just specifying. We're the yard work hustle, not the JLo hustle. Oh, so good. Oh man, you're crazy. All you're right. welcome. What is one struggle or insecurity that you see in women that you'd like to change? Um, so I, for me, for myself, it is body image, a hundred percent. And I think that body image is such a, you know, even when I read comments on Barstool or, you know, some of those sites or chicks in the office even, and there'll be, there's always, you know, there's a woman who, let's say a woman who is overweight and you go through the comments and she's just raked, raked. And, you know, you'll read some things that are just absolutely horrible. And mm -hmm. I, I, that is a big giant pet peeve. And it makes people afraid and women afraid too, and myself included. Um, and I touch on this later too, in some of the questions that you sent over. I think that that is what causes a lot of insecurity in women and where they just shun and hide and don't want to, you know, do TikTok or do, you know, Instagram live or do these things because the fear of backlash and the way people will talk to you and talk about you is yep. so overwhelming that it causes, uh, I think body images is, is it's hard to find a positive space all the time. And so I guess that that's the one thing that um, I would love to see societal, you know, in a society setting. And I mean, everywhere, just everywhere, I guess that would be mm -hmm. the one thing, the status quo that it doesn't matter what your body shape is or how much you weigh or, you know, whether you're apple, pear, peach, plum, I don't care what your shape is. I think it should be accepted and we should worry more. There's a shit ton more in the world that's wrong to worry about than 
the size of somebody's waistline. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. We talked a couple of podcasts ago about how <clears throat> we think that the um, the idea of sisterhood and community and empowering women is amazing. We are all for it. We literally talk about it at least once or twice in our podcast. But we also think it's a crock of bullshit because most of the people who are going to give you those type of backlash reaction comments are fucking women. And I think it is just ridiculous that, I mean, I was in the bridal industry for a long time. I saw a lot of half naked women and all of them are beautiful. Right. But, but you could look at someone on a pedestal next to you in a bridal shop and they're wearing a 22 and you're wearing a two and you guys can both feel the same way about yourselves and nobody wants to admit or be vulnerable about that. And I think that's ridiculous. That's what it is. But I think it again is that pressure to be part of, part of the, uh, the crowd, right? Where, where, you know, like women. So, and again, we could just go to that reference of chicks in the office where women will comment and say things about women in these videos. And it's just sort of, it bugs the crap out of me because are you doing it so that all of the dudes will like your comment? Because that's really what it seems driven by. And that's gross. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. gross. It, it really irks me. And I feel if that's the one thing I could see just tomorrow, wake up and it was gone man the world would be such an amazing place yeah like so and we could worry about other really awful shit that's going on that's way more important than a size 22 or a two yeah for sure so yeah oh yeah oh yeah i'm up i like that i'm sorry if you hear the train i live in the country and my train comes by every time (laughs) she's from chicago didn't even know what it was. I was like, yeah, don't worry. If you you may hear sirens anytime now, although I live in a pretty good neighborhood, so it's not as bad as some parts of the city. But uh yeah, you never know what you'll hear. That's true. Um, name one thing that you have overcome that makes you feel the most proud about yourself. Second guessing myself and feeling like I needed approval from somebody else to make my decision mine. I I just don't go that route anymore at all. I used to, I mean, I, it was almost like a law to me that I couldn't say something was my idea. I would kind of present it as a, well, what do you think of this? I never really say it was mine out of this fear that if it wasn't good, then I could dismiss it. Almost like a hypothetical, was, even though it was real for you. Correct. And it <clears> would come down in even business decisions. I felt this space that I had to second guess myself and then present things as outside ideas because I was so afraid that God forbid somebody thought I thought that up. Mm-hmm. And it was such a waste of energy and it was such a soul-sucking thing to go through because then when it did get you know when it was received well then I couldn't really say it was mine then it sounded like I was just claiming it now that you thought it was a great idea which really took it took away from all of the work that it took even putting it together Mm -hmm. so I sort of did away with that and honestly it's been the most freeing damn thing in the world to just say 
yeah, it's my idea. And it's what we're going to do. And, you know, I don't come trampling into town like Godzilla and say, you know, this is mine and we're doing it this way only. But, but I do own my ideas. And if they're not received well, then let's compromise and see what we come together with. But I no longer sit back and hide my thoughts and my ideas and my um, expressions from anybody anymore. Life is too short. And someday I want to look back and say, yeah, that, that was, it was a good idea. That was a cool idea. And it was mine. And everybody was like on board with it and it's implicated or it's now this because of this, mm-hmm. Not, you know, that was a really great idea that I never talked about and I never shared. And somebody told me it was dumb and I kicked it away and never did anything with it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Good job. That's a hard one. Yeah. That's crazy powerful. It's really easy, I think, to get sucked into that that moment where self-doubt kicks in. It's it's way easy to let self-doubt kind of like wrap itself around you like a really nice, you know, well-fitted leather jacket. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it, you know, like it just, it, it feels good when it's wrapped around you. It feels safe. It feels secure. And then, you know, eventually it becomes 75 degrees too hot to wear it. And now you're wearing this, you know, it's a weird analogy, but it works. We <laughs> like it. We <laughs> like it. That's a good analogy. I like that. And that's how I love how you said that. Like I, I'm that person. I want to, pre- not even just like, scared of ideas or something but I I'm an approval person like I could come up with something and I'm gonna ask Jess hey is this okay hey you know or even getting dressed you know if I feel great in it but I want to make sure I look great in it to somebody else I'm that person so I really like how I really like your answer to that question because I think that's a struggle too for a lot of women. I really think that's a struggle. I think it goes back to the insecurity of a body image of some sort and not even a body image, but like a mental, a mental Comfort. image in their So I really like, I don't, I'm gonna go to the next question so I don't cry and stutter, okay? So give us five words that make you feel strong. Okay, so these are, I mean, in, they're, they're actually in order. <laughs> um, boss lady. Smart, confident, fearless, and strong. Because the entire word strong evokes strength. And it evokes kind of power. And, you know, it's just a, a word when you say it, you sit up a little more straight. And I think strong is a word that should be part of your everyday. I'm strong. I'm a badass. I'm a boss. I'm a... You know, whatever it is you need, those words to me are powerful as fuck. Good. (laughs) You should use them all the time. Also, you're allowed to say fuck on our podcast, just so you know. Yeah, it's excellent. (laughs) I I always am careful on everybody else's. We swear, I mean, like trailer trucks. I mean, it's just, it is out of control. Well, I was going to say something else. I backed out. I went a different road. I exited the highway there real quick. <laughs> but yeah, it is. I feel like you feel strong as fuck when you say those words. And, you know, for me, being like the boss lady one comes first because 
there was a point in my life where I think I just thought I would always sort of be in the follower path and I would go the route of climbing corporate ladder but staying you know within my lane so to speak and then you know it just sort of took its own path and I love being a boss it is probably my favorite thing in the world because I I, I'm really power lusty for one. <laughs> like it is, it is, there's no question. Um, but I also really like that the entire team that I work with, I am so approachable with them and they all know that. And I think that's the real sign of, of an amazing boss is somebody who is so part of the team with you and approachable. And I think that defines strength to them too, because then they see that as a strong, like, I, you're a leader to them and that to me is it's dope it's just the best especially if like you're like you've honed in on your nerdy niche if you will and like there are some things that you guys kind of have to learn together like it's inevitable that there may be something that you're not aware of in a business aspect that someone else may know that's you know the janitor you know what I mean like you get the opportunity to take that as an advantage and like all learn together in regards to something like that. Yeah. So it's really awesome that you are that approachable as someone who's had plenty of bosses. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, no, I think we've all had <coughs> our share of those bosses that made or, or broke you as a person too. And I always said I would never be like the ones that were shitty to me because I had no use for them. Yeah. I didn't trust them. I didn't, mm-hmm take them seriously I didn't and not in a bad way I just didn't nothing they said mattered to me and when I left they were an afterthought constantly or they were a a point of tension in my life and I just never wanted to be that for anybody so I refused when the decision was made that I was going to kind of go my own route to never be an asshole yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> don't be an asshole. Don't, don't be, be a Richard. Like don't be a Richard. Everybody, don't be an asshole. It's awesome. I like the word dick. Sorry, don't be a dick. Don't, don't be, be a, a Richard. Dick. We're making a T-shirt. A okay, that's actually very funny. That's what Hope's. Uh, she had an inflatable penis that we carried around for her bachelorette party, and that's what his name was, the Richard. The Richard. That's awesome. Richard. Where's the Richard? That's magical. Please don't lose Richard. He's important. No, she still has him. He's put away in the basement now. Good. Good plan. I'm still jealous yeah. of basements. Okay, that's a whole other topic. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, being the Chicagoan that you are, tell me about your weekend activities. Like, do you have a routine every morning? Like, being from Indiana... I know there's some good things to do in the morning in Chicago, and I am jealous that you get to pick and choose whatever ones you want to do. Because it's I love so that city. funny because you would, it's it is the well you live in the city you must do so much so here's here's what I do on Saturdays I record a podcast <laughs> uh, we record our podcast on Saturday so we start day drinking at about ten thirty a.m. Oh, which man, is a win. Like, it's such a win. We have a pregame, then we do our shot of the week, and then we do the drink of the week all in the same show, and and we always have a game that garners shots. So, yeah, we're pretty drunk by the end of it. Um, so Saturdays are pretty much just drinking, uh, and and it's for work. 
air quoting that. Um, so, you know, we do that. So my Saturdays are pretty much wrapped around booze and podcasting, but, but booze. And then Sundays are, Sundays are really my favorite day of the week. And I love a Sunday morning early coffee. Like if I can have coffee, if I can go, sometimes I'll go sit, you know, now it's been difficult because nothing is open. Um, but if I can go sit <clears throat> in the forest preserve even right now with, you know, coffee and letting my dog just run, that is sheer heaven to me. Like it is the greatest point of my day and Sunday morning with coffee and just quiet before anybody's out, before there's any traffic before, just when the world is silent to really kind of sit back and reflect on the week, but then also sort of start planning what the next week has and what I want to do and what I want to accomplish. And I, man, that is probably, it's an hour and it's the best hour of my entire week. Awesome. So what time Chicago time is that? Because I know it's a loud and busy ass city. Yeah, it's especially I'm in the city. I live in the city. Uh, it's it's usually like 7 a.m. on Sunday morning. Karina's an early girl, too. I'm like, oh, I woke up at 11 today. <laughs> I, if I could sleep in, I would, but my dog, has, she will not have that. It's a, uh, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I think so that go, dogs but... sometimes are like children because our dogs know to be lazy until at least... 7 30 8 9 during the week and on the weekends they're like oh we're still in the bed yep yeah yes yes, yes you are yes, yes oh my are. gosh mine does it too and it's just i, I <clears throat> some mornings especially there are sunday mornings without especially when it's snowy and freezing cold that i don't want to get out of bed i just want to stay in bed and kind of call it the sunday morning sleep in yeah but she's just not gonna have that so you're like, like thanks when can you start to fucking walk yourself yeah, it would be it would be great if she could, but it's nice to let her run because she, once she gets that energy out, then I can do other things throughout the day too without having, because mm-hmm. um, she's kind of a whiny little. I love her to death, but she's she's a mama's girl. So if I'm not right next to her, sometimes it's just, oof, yeah. <laughs> I have one of those too. She's high maintenance. Yeah, that's this one. Bye bye. Every morning, five time to get up. Every morning, hmm. five oh, a.m. Five a.m. Five a.m. Our time, Texas no. time. It's already <laughs> already a hundred and five degrees outside. No. All right. We just we just cooled down here, so I'm kind of. It's starting to get a little nicer. It's supposed to be like eighty. Oh. Um, which, which means it's like hard. seventy-three in the morning. So I'm looking forward That's to That's my favorite. Give me some 73. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It it's was like... 107 in San Antonio yesterday. But I love, I've been to San Antonio and Austin several times. I love San Antonio. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I do love San Antonio. And obviously San Marcos is another one of my favorite places. So I live in between to go there to do the white the river rafting. Yeah. So I live in between Austin and San Marcos. And then Karina lives in between San Marcos and San Antonio. <clears throat> so we oh, can yeah. hit so guys, like so how, you guys what about forty five minutes apart than driving or mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
And today is like yeah. the first day yeah. we saw each other since January, and I had to like bombard her house and text her kid and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm coming to your house. Don't tell your fucking mom." <laughs> And he did it, and he can't keep a secret, so I'm really proud of him. Oh, that's so, that's great. Yes, how old is he? 14. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that's an H2 where it's kind of the I know something. Yeah. Yes. So that, but, I mean, in his defense, I will say I suck at keeping secrets, too, and I texted him at 2 o'clock when I left the house, and I told him, like, I'd text him when I got off 35 to get on your road. So it was really, like, an hour he had to keep the secret. <laughs> so I'm like yelling because it's I see somebody so out of my I see somebody out of my office and the boys are in the house. I'm like, somebody's here, get the door. Somebody's here. And nobody would get the door. So then I had to get up and get the door. So because I told him to unlock the door so I could just sabotage your ass. <sighs> you had to be all mom hey, of the At house. least they kept the secret. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> This is like my favorite question out of all of our questions. I don't know why, because I'm a nerd like this, but what is your favorite inspirational quote and how do you apply it to your life? I, so I loved this question because I have two readily always, and they're my favorites. And one of them is such a goofball off the wall quote. But when I was a kid, I remember Simon LeBond from Duran Duran said, um, why can't we all grow old disgracefully like the Rolling Stones? And I remember being a kid thinking, I fucking love that. Like, I don't want to grow old and be, you know, I want to be just the wild child out there just being on, a, you know, making a mess, having fun and having zero regrets. And it is one of my favorites and it's kind of the motto that I stuck to. I really always have been the wild one of my group. I've been more of the, you know, jump, jump first and then look back to see like, was that a smart idea or not? I'm already in the air and I'm going to land no matter what. Um, so that one is always been one of my favorites because that is my goal to grow old disgracefully like the Rolling Stones. I'm here for that. They're still hanging on. It might be a long life, too. <laughs> Most of the time, it generally is for people that have rock star attitudes. Okay? For real. I mean, Willie Nelson, I how old is that it. guy? I like 900? The other one, I have no idea who said it. I'm sorry. I was like, it's just a point to, like, talk about, like, it's a rock star mentality. I mean, how old is Willie Nelson? Like 900? Yes. 900. Yeah. <laughs> 900. Yeah, I mean, probably pretty close. And I mean, Keith Richards is so preserved till last night, till he's 900 anyway. Like the guy is, he literally could have stood in the middle of Florida, arms out, no mask on, and still nothing would happen. True. Nothing. He's just immune to life at this point. There is nothing he will get. Yeah. Um, The other one that I have, I don't know whoever, I don't know who said it. I just remember hearing it once, and it was... um, believe that you are made of magic and I've always loved that and when shit is hard and I feel like I'm just getting beaten down by life and I feel like the road has really been rocky and tough I will even post on my Instagram there's quotes I'll use with you know you are made of magic remember you're made of magic and things of that nature and I always think if I'm feeling this way, there's somebody out there who has got to be feeling like 
shit is rough right now. And mm-hmm. so I kind of put it out there. And my thought always is if somebody else feels like they're made of magic, then I sure as hell can too. That's awesome. And that's it. And it's just like one of my favorites. And it's a go-to when times are rough. I love those. So, so yeah, I, like I loved I loved that question. It made my whole, like, I was so happy when I saw it. <laughs> I love that. That's a new addition to our interview question, so we are here for it and happy for it to see. It's a great one. I really like that. Really, good. really like it. Good, good, good. Okay. Uh, name your top three most powerful, powerful mentors and why. Uh, number one is my grandfather, hands down. He was... Uh, kind of the heart of our family he was you know the he was this old irish world war ii navy vet um he'd seen some things and some stuff in his day and he was a fierce fierce protector of his family but the one thing that he truly believed was that because I was the only girl in a family of all boys. Nice. Up until I was 14, and then I had a little sister, which at that point wasn't really helping my cause. <laughs> um, but he really always told me, you know, don't let them push you around. Don't, you you know, just because you're a girl doesn't mean you have to stand there and take it. And I always remember mm-hmm. that he kind of made me feel like I was invincible. That's and awesome. And so he was definitely my number one just because he made me realize that I was who I was and I should never back down because of you know being a female or because you know my brothers were bigger or whatever you know there was just no reason for me to take a step backwards cool Um, my second one would be my best friend's mother her name was Donna and she was a single mother of two and she ran a super large successful restaurant of which she went in at 6 a.m every day and baked all the cakes and muffins and cookies for the day for this restaurant holy cow yeah i mean she was a powerhouse and she ran a full-size family restaurant with a full bar and a banquet service and holy moly she did this seven days a week 14 to 16 to 18 hours a day and never ever back down from a challenge and you know I remember I was 14 when she was like okay well what are you doing this summer and I said well I have swim team and she said well then you have to come to the restaurant and work and I was like you're not my mom like what are you talking about but it was one of the best things that she did and she only brought girls from the neighborhood to work there that's awesome. Because she wanted all the girls in the neighborhood to know that, you know. It's a possibility. You can, do, you can take care of yourself. You yeah. don't have to depend on people. And so that was really what was instilled from her. And just seeing somebody who was so strong and, to you know, I mean, I would watch her argue with guys, you know, who would come in and try to sell her produce at an upcharge. And she would just flat out not have it. She's and like, I know how much lettuce around. costs, bro. Stop trying to make me pay double. I remember she argued with the milk guy one time, and I thought, oh, my God, what is she going to do? He's going to leave. He's not going to leave the milk. The restaurant needs milk. <laughs> she looked at me after he left, and she was like, there was no way he was going to ever leave, but I was not going to pay those prices. Never. And she just walked away, and it was like, who are you? Like, we have crazy, but I really, I often 
look back at kind of how I do things now, and I think if she were here, she would be super proud of That's some awesome. of the things that were accomplished by some of her, you know, the things that she instilled in myself as well as other girls that, you know, worked with her and, you know, were in my neighborhood growing up. So she was a powerhouse and I was so fortunate to have her in my life. That's um, awesome. I uh, grew up on a golf course okay, in the middle like, of Indiana and I have a similar type of mentality, but it was from all older gentlemen. Like I was 16 working in the clubhouse and these group of Men would come in every morning. They're called the gangsome. There's probably 25 of them, ranging from, like, age 35 to, like, 70. But they're some of the coolest old men I've ever met in my whole life. And, like, my mom, my parents still live on the golf course that I basically grew up. Like, we moved there when I was, like, sixth grade, so they still live in the same house. And my mom will send me, like, little snapshots every so often when she's on the golf course. Hey, so-and-so's up ahead. Here you go. Or, like, hey, so-and-so passed away. Or, like, there was this one gentleman named Bob that would take me to one new golf course in Indiana every summer. Like, I've played golf with half the oh, Purdue wow. football team. Like, we traveled to, like, Notre Dame and play. It was just really cool. So I have the same similar, like story in regards to like getting in there very early and learning from people that were way way older than you that you probably shouldn't have been hanging out with 10 to 12 hours a day but it was a different time then <laughs> it's a different time yeah, but but I love that I think yeah. that you know your mentors come in all you know all shapes sizes age none of that is ideal or is cookie cutter either and it shouldn't be yeah I agree. Yeah. And then my third one is without a hand, you know, without a shadow of doubt, his name is Tim DeRosa. He was um, very young and he was, you know, the marketing, he was on the marketing team. And when I first came in, I thought I was never going to be good at this, even though I was a gamer kid by, you know, like nature and love. Um, I never thought I could do this job that I had signed up for and he would consistently drum it into my head that I was totally good enough to do it. And when I first had to work with my very first celebrity, it was um, Lawrence Taylor of the New York Giants. What? I was petrified. Oh, yeah, I've worked with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of celebrities, but he was the very first one I ever worked with. And I was terrified to death of him, terrified. And I thought, this guy's going to think I'm an idiot. He's just going to, why is she here? And he was like he's not gonna think that he was like in fact he's an idiot you're gonna be fine <laughs> and so I went in kind of laughing just the whole time thinking well okay well he's an idiot you know <laughs> but also knowing because I'm a huge sports girl so knowing who he was and having that recognition of it um but it was he was really kind of pivotal as to even where I am now with things and my fearlessness to approach anybody I don't care who you are I okay. don't care what you're saying I very rarely fangirl on anybody because you're just like I am yeah and, you right. know so it, it really was it helped me become who I am today and I am forever grateful to him for that's it. awesome my husband yeah. works for Sports Illustrated and it's very interesting who he talks to because I grew up watching like golf and like 
being on TV in that realm, but he has football. So it's very interesting to hear him speak about these old Texas, like, football guys. And I'm like, okay, cool. And, like, half his guy friends are like, oh, my God, really? But I'm like, I'm a girl from Indiana that's used to watching basketball and playing golf. Like, I... Football's a thing. Like, I get it. We're more basketball people. And baseball. Like, please take me to a Cubs game. Quick side note. My best friend's mom, the one that owned the restaurant that I did all of the, you know, growing up in, essentially. Yeah. She dated Pat Riley's brother. So I met Pat Riley about 10 dozen times. That's awesome. That's yeah. Isn't it funny? What a small world. That's crazy. Yeah, that's funny. That's interesting. I want to meet a sports person. They're really cool. I can't say every one of them I met with. Well, that's not true. There's a couple, but I'll leave them nameless. I'll tell you offline. (laughs) Can't wait to hear. Oh, one for sure. (laughs) Like, y'all can't see Chrissy right now, but she is getting fired up by, like, just thinking about this. I'm going to gather... No offense to the gentleman that listened to our podcast, but I'm going to gather it's a sassy, narcissistic man, if you will. Maybe he's a Richard. It is. He might be a Richard, and that's okay. We have bitches and we have Richards. It's not his given name, but it is his definite nickname. (laughs) And I ruled out some players. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. All right. Let's here your secret to confidence oh, yeah. where what do you wear what do you do what makes you feel confident as fuck um so that's kind of a that's still a work in progress so confidence kind of comes and goes there's days where you know i wake up and i am ready to toss a crown on and not give a shit what anybody thinks and then there's other days that it's like no matter what you put on, no matter you just not feeling it. And, and I think that's natural and it's, there's no recipe and there's no secret, right? There's going to be days mm-hmm. that are just pow, And then there's other days that are just, okay, Man. today I'm going to get through this day. I'm just going to get through this day and that's it. But I am really, um, I'm really a very, like hope always says I have California vibe. So for me, like super power kind of um, what makes me feel badass, honestly, which is so lame, but it is, you know, jeans that are kind of ripped, cuffed up, little like loafers are like really, you know, like uh, ankle high converse, (laughs) Um, a t-shirt and a jacket, like a badass I, I am a blazer girl. You give me a jacket and I think I can take on the damn world. <laughs> like I walk into any meeting and I, you can take the most ripped up jeans and t-shirt and a jacket just turns you into a power boss. I don't care what, there's something about it. And as soon as I put one on, it's like, all right, let's go get this contract. Mm-hmm. Let's go get this. Like I, we are the same. No saying no to me. We love a good blazer and or moto jacket, for sure. Yes, yeah, they're the best. 
I think a jacket is just a power move no matter what. Yeah. We also can recommend a red lip. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Makeup, I, if it has to be makeup, I will say I do like, um, this is so bizarre, but I like a little bit of gold highlighter right down the, the, just the front of my nose. There is something about it that I think just keeps people focused right center, like front and center, and they just stay with you the whole time. I'm a, I'm a Cupid's bow highlight kind of girl all day. Same, same. Mine goes right down, like lip, nose, and it's just right there, and it's, Bam. that's it. Bam. Yeah, and also, no, no disrespect to a sexy bra. Sexy bra under anything makes you still feel like a boss. It's true. It's got mystical powers. <laughs> I feel sexy when my saggy boobs just hang down because I hate bras. <laughs> <laughs> what are boobs? I don't I have those. A sports bra right now, so I get you totally. <laughs> Same. Oh, man. Okay, what is your hype song? Like, if you're feeling like you need to get a little bit more motivated if you need to like NASA affect it. If you don't know what that means, it's the Mel Robbins, like five, four, three, two, one, and move your ass. That's what I call it is the NASA effect. If you need to walk into a space where you own the fucking room, what do you need to listen to? Chrissy. I have, so mine changes often because I'm a music girl, but I have one song right now that's my current. It's that Jojo Cat Say So song. Yes. I love that song. It's got such a, a vibe to it but the other one and it is probably my 100% go to it's called um, I Don't Give a Fuck by Madonna and there is a, a section in that song where Nicki Minaj kind of tosses out a little rap and she says I'm not a businesswoman I'm a businesswoman and I'm known for giving bitches the businesswoman and I love that do we just find our theme song it is such a badass song that's <laughs> awesome listen to it We'll have to listen to it. There's, yeah, there's, I mean, that whole, her section is probably the most, if you don't feel like you could walk out and own the universe after you listen to the part that Nicki Minaj does, then, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It's just so, like. It's inevitable. Um, it's strong. Yeah, nice. It's, it's, a, it's a power statement. That's for sure. That's I, awesome. Listen to it as soon as we get off. And I say this also tossing out there. I'm not the biggest Nicki Minaj fan in the world, but I really love this part. Like, I really, really love this part. It's just. She's rich as fuck for a reason. You don't have to like her all the time. That's damn right. But she gets inserted very well these days. I don't, I don't hate her. I just am not the biggest. Like, I don't actively go out and buy Nicki Minaj, you know, concert tickets or anything. Yeah. But that, man, she nails it in that song. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Even now, I'm like, damn, I feel like I need to go out and, like, conquer something. <laughs> Give us time. We'll turn it on in a minute, and we'll have a dance party. Just you wait. See? Boom. I love that. <laughs> dance party. All right. What is one thing you cannot live without for your daily survival? My phone. My phone. It is with me everywhere I go. I don't leave home without it. I don't go anywhere without it. It is odd if I go from the living room to the kitchen without it. 
it is such a piece of but i do work mm -hmm. on it i edit photos on it i edit videos on it i you know what kind of phone send, do you have you know uh, iphone i'm an iphone girl me too um I, I just I do everything on it and you know even down from what like podcast notes or things that I see that I want to talk about in our upcoming podcast or drinks or whatever everything is on my phone if I lost my phone thank god for the cloud but I would be <laughs> devastated for about 24 hours <laughs> yeah. then you're like what a hell of a fresh start let's do it all again yeah, unless unless I could get to an AT and T store faster to give me one right away, I would be devastated. <laughs> You're not the only right. one. My husband went camping overnight with some guy friends to go like install a fence or something in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, "Okay, babe, bye." Took his backpack and his cooler, but I had to like run out of the house. I was like, "Uh, do you need this device that will tell you wife when you're coming home? It's got oh, your phone. No. You need it." Here's a charger. He probably, he probably left it at home on purpose because he didn't want to hear you. <laughs> oh, Fuck I'm you. <laughs> Papa Duke is a little... Papa Duke. Oh. What are you trying to say about my character, Karina? <clears throat> I'm just saying that Papa Duke's like quiet time. <laughs> Yeah. Speechless. That's his song. <laughs> I'm just like looking so. Oh wow! I really need to dust that corner over there. <laughs> we give each other shit all the time. I'm just excited that I can sleep in the middle of the bed tonight, and no one's gonna push me out. What's up now? Oh, that's nice. That's nice. It's the best. I wish I could sleep yes. in the middle of the bed. All right. Oh, it's your turn, Jess. Okay. What this is like a 14 parter. Okay. Uh what is your favorite <laughs> What's your favorite beverage of all time? Like your go-to if I'm feeling fancy as fuck, I want to drink this. Also, your favorite dive bar in Chicago. Also, one thing you want to rep about Chicago because can you tell I'm homesick? Okay, go. <laughs> so my favorite drink if I'm feeling fancy as fuck is Lafroy straight like Lafroy neat I am a scotch girl all day so I will have a really I will that's it's my like go to fancy drink um, I do love Palomas so I'll do a Paloma all the time because tequila is magic to me <laughs> um, sometimes in a good way sometimes not um, my favorite bartender has to be Megan and Hope because they pour my drinks on Saturdays all day long so they are my favorite um, <laughs> bartenders my favorite drinking spot is not necessarily a dive but I love this place like it's a religion um, it's called Chief O'Neill's and it is an Irish pub that is very well known in the city and they have a patio that is like a grass patio so you're not sitting in cement you can literally take off your shoes and keep your feet in the grass and if you sit on the far back corner you can sit with your feet in the grass under a chandelier so and it's just a neighborhood joint but it's so cool I think I've 
been there really drunk once over St. Patrick's Day weekend, maybe like 5, 10, 12 years ago. Wow. It was it was there then, so very possible. It's been <laughs> around forever. It's the greatest Irish pub in Chicago. Only thing I remember yeah. is that I laid down at the bar in the grass and nobody said anything. <laughs> that was that probably it. Also could have been Chiefs, but it also could have been a city street in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> she said you were drunk as fuck. <laughs> I am my own human, okay? I've definitely been to one of those front lawn bars before where I was like, I thought it was the bar still, and I'm just like on my neighbor's lawn. So trust me, I know that bar. I've been there before. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. Okay. No, honey, that's that good Midwest grass, not this half weed, half hay fever bullshit that's in Texas. It's real grass. I miss Midwest it grass. It's nice. <laughs> Who knew that I'd ever say that? Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so let's end it with this big, big question. Is that purple? It's purple. Oh. What is one struggle that you have dealt with? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Told you a little. Um, or how do you feel in regards to overcoming that? Or how do you feel like it's a continual battle? Um, I would say, it? yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I knew what you meant. <laughs> I was more worried that you were okay for a second. <laughs> it kind of went down wrong, but obviously it's not stopping me if I keep on eating. <laughs> Which is a sign that it's all going to be okay. And you're speaking. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I talk about this a lot because it really is, it's a huge, um, I want to say that I've overcome it fully, but I haven't. And it's going to be a struggle for a long time. And I kind of mentioned that earlier, you know, in the interview that being body positive has ebbs and flows. And there are days where you just feel like you don't care what anybody thinks and you feel like you are just hot fire. And then there's days that all you want to do is hide because it's safe there and nobody can say anything and nobody's going to judge you. And it's really a, uh, it's a tough position to be in. We just recently did a, a photo shoot for our podcast and I had about four really hardcore meltdowns. I mean, to the point that I was in tears. I didn't want to take photos. I didn't feel good about myself. I'm sitting next to two girls that have pretty banging bodies. And then I am, you know, like the plus size girl in the group. And it really sometimes makes it, it gets in your own head. And once you get in your own head, there's, it's really hard to escape that path, you know? Um, so I feel like I've come to realize that that's what this is. And it's going to be a seesaw ride. And some days the highs are going to be there and they're going to be up. And I'm going to feel like, you know, just as dope as dope can be. And then there's other times that I have to be okay with. Today is not the day that I'm feeling on top of the world. And that's today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm tomorrow I go back to being a badass and if tomorrow is still tough 
then it's time to talk with somebody about it and whether it's therapy or whether it's friends or whether it's getting on and just posting on Instagram and saying, this is how I feel today. And I didn't tell you, I when I have posted things that are real, instead of posting, you know, just the cute, here's my Starbucks cup, right? Um, it's amazing how many people <clears throat> speak up and they embrace and not just in comments, but behind the scenes through, you know, uh, direct messaging where you really do realize you're not alone and that can change the spectrum mm -hmm. of how you're feeling about yourself at the time. And I will say if there's one thing I could leave as my, you know, like my sign off on this is speak up. And when you're having a day, you're not being a pity. It's not a pity party and it's not a woe is me. And it's not fishing for compliments when somebody is out there and they're saying this is the way they feel it's because they are in a place of they are that level of alone in the situation that they are really just mm -hmm. looking for support <laughs> and if somebody ever tags me in a photo where they're feeling down you will get my support a hundred percent and a lot of the time it's just that you need a soundboard yeah like a lot of times you just need someone to like listen yeah. you need them to fix it you just need them to be like yeah. present and open your ears to what you need to get out right 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 and it's sad that sometimes like you know i just recently not too long ago i posted a photo because i was trying to do some lives and i just really get down on myself about them because when you go on video you really see everything you know every angle every you know little bit of like roundness in your face just seems to amplify and so I really was beating myself up and I just decided I wasn't going to do the live and I laid on my sofa and I was trying to really pull myself out of it and I took a photo and then I decided to post and the thing that I kind of wish I hadn't done on the post was I made a comment about I'm not this is not a pity party or something to that effect and it's sad that we have we have this feeling that we have to post that, that we have to put that statement out there that says, I'm not trying to get compliments. I'm not trying to like everybody comment. Who gives a shit? You put it out there because obviously you were in a place that you were already mm -hmm. feeling so, you know, alone and it's a vulnerable ass thing to do. So covering it and throwing a bandaid on it with the, you know, I'm not fishing for compliments or I'm not, this isn't a pity party. I feel like I, I don't think I'll ever do it again because after I reread it, I was sort of mad at myself for trying to justify why I was posting that I was having a really shitty moment and that I just wanted to like breathe it out and get it out of my system. What I think and is so, really good, and you may not notice this right now, but the fact that you then said, I realize I'm not going to do it again because it wasn't necessarily like the projection of you needing anyone else's approval, but that you just needed to fucking say it out loud. And like, yeah. that's for you. Like it's not needing anyone else's backlash or approval or compliment or, you know, camaraderie, just that you needed to like, let someone know. And that someone is Instagram, not, Betty Sue down the road like I'm telling Instagram today like I'm telling Instagram fuck you I'm telling Instagram right and I feel like sometimes when you put stuff out on social media I 
I really am a, a, a big believer that there is somebody who reads something that is posted, and I've read many. I've read people who posted something about when they were feeling really just beaten down, you know, and I've been able to kind of step back and look at their situation and sometimes even realize, damn, I've done that to somebody before, or I've felt, you know, I've thought that way or felt that way. Mm -hmm. And I just think sometimes it helps us become more self-aware and it also makes us realize that, you know, there is, I mean, we all have the Instagram filter of life, right? Where I, I think that that's why I describe it. I'm not sure how everyone else describes it, but the filter of Instagram life being that we make everything look real pretty and right. you know we, we show our best angle and we always like you know like I have my like <laughs> like right like my little pose that I'll do that I know it's flattering every time I take a photo but the fact of the matter is is not every single moment in life is pretty and most I of it's like not real yeah and I like real. I will I will like a real post a million times. I mean, if I had a way to like bot like the hell out of that, I would because I feel real is something that the world lacks hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We try to do a very good job of remaining that. Yeah. We and I'm gonna probably speak for both of us, but we try to do a very good job of like being no holds bar, like real AF. And I appreciate that you're the same way, too, because if you've ever, like, looked at your progression on the grid, like, you're becoming more open about how you're feeling, and and it's not easy to even get on the social media these days at all, like, because you never know, like, who's going to be, like, this, that, or the other and have an opinion about how you feel when you really just mm-hmm. need to do it for you and fuck everybody else so i'm glad that you're in the crew babe one of our best pod <laughs> i love it one of our best podcast episodes was the very first time that i spoke about the body image struggles that i have um we had such amazing feedback to that episode and it was really heavy and it was really hard and i i mean i was in tears at the end of like my little kind of prepared speech that I was going to say on the pod and at the very end of it you know I basically said if you know if you don't appreciate me for who I am then fuck all the way the fuck off and Hope's rebuttal to that was yeah fuck off and like that became so many people like commented or sent us direct messages saying like that was the most pivotal end and the best way it could have been ended and it was the most real moment to experience and that was kind of, I think, was also a turning point for me in realizing that a lot of my body, a lot of the body image issues I have are in my head and I need to let them go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did learn something scientific for our podcast today through TikTok. Ooh, what's that? Okay. I learned today that cellulite is bullshit because... Men don't get cellulite. Only women get cellulite because the cellular structure of a woman is circular and the cellular structure of a man is like a grid. So they will never ever, it's like they're up and down and left and right. Men are or crisscross or whatever. I'll send you a photo. But women is circular. So that's why cellulite is a thing and it only fucks with women, which I think is ridiculous. (laughs) 
That's what I learned Ooh. today. On TikTok. Jack Vanek just showed a photo of herself, and she's like, you know, kind of big fashionista. Yeah. And she just posted a photo of herself on Instagram the other day with her butt cheeks bare, cellulite everywhere, and she said she does not care. Good. That's who she is, and I was just. I love the lady gang. Like, they're hilarious. <laughs> I love them so much. They're, <laughs> they're crazy. I love it. I love them. I like that they're so brazen. I like yeah. Rosie. Me too. It's my vibe. It's my thing. Um, are you ready to dance or what? Let's do it. Yeah. Turn it on, girl. <laughs> you know you have it queued up. Wait, did you have Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, I don't. I really don't. I, don't. I know. I don't. I'm a spur of the moment kind of gal, so you probably have a better uh, situation <laughs> going on than we do. Well, I probably do. You know what it is? It's always on my phone. It's faster because then I hook it up to my um my Echo, to my Alexa, and my laptop doesn't play as nice with Spotify for some reason, and it's a map. <laughs> Thanks for checking us out. Find us on all social media platforms at Becoming Babe AF. And remember, when in doubt, dance, dance it out. out. See y'all back next Wednesday. Peace out.